and you guys i think i looked it up recently you guys are like uh it's like 40 or 50 something yeah i don't, I don't know oh, okay. crazy crazy stuff yeah <laughs> i think my school is like 20 or siue the one i graduated from i think it's like 25 to 30k but it's huge commuter school which i assume you guys are too yeah yeah um so yeah know you from twitter running the program mec yeah, didn't see you anywhere. I think I probably saw, like, there's probably someone in charge of League of Legends. Maybe I yes. saw that person over and over. Yeah, but probably Alex. There was a definite vibe from the Illini people of, like, didn't mingle with adults is what it felt like when we were at these conferences. Like, they stayed on their own. They did their own thing. They probably, like, drove up on their own, too. And yeah. then w- th- they would just leave. Whereas, like, some of the more... I don't want to sound like rude or anything it's like the the more established employee type stuff we are all like always mingling forcing our players to mingle and you guys and i think there was another club in mec do you remember do you follow Uh, it it was either drury uh trying to think uh ottawa was technically well they're not technically a club they kind of are a club but i think they had a hiatus for a little bit yeah That'd be a good episode to learn more what's going on with them. What do you, what was your impression of me? (laughs) Have you, has has there been any, like, what are the eyes on this guy? Uh, I've seen a couple if you want to, because yeah, no, no, I've seen, I've seen a couple of your hot takes. I think that that's the the biggest thing. I can't remember what it was, but I remember there was something that I read and I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? There's, Um, there's somewhere it was really bad. I think the, It used to be the lead for the hottest take was um, I made fun of Call of Duty players. Uh, <laughs> with like the, I was I was pushing a little bit towards low skill on how long it took to kill someone, like time to kill, and oh, like okay, you, can shoot, okay. you can shoot feet and you're still having like a really low time to kill. As like other games, sure. you get a headshot. Uh, that, that'd be another conversation. And then my leading me eating shit on Twitter was, uh, it was recent. It was the. The player strike. Uh, I don't even remember all the details of that one, but that was one that a lot of people disagreed with me on. But yeah, if I remember right, it was a lot of points on the business sense of having an academy team and like how these managers have been acting for the past couple of years have been very not professional from what I've seen. I mean, this is just, again, this is an outsider kind of like looking in. Like, I only know collegiate esports really well. Like, I kind of know professional esports, like, in some small amateur case of things, right? But, like, yeah. I never, I don't think that any player, I don't care who you are, it doesn't matter if you're Bjergsen or Core JJ or whoever else matter, you should never have gotten paid, like, seven figures. That was, the, like, that's just wasting money constantly. Because every single time, unless it was, like, faker, like every single player that had been brought over, I think other than core JJ has never seen consistent success. And even with core JJ, like it's been kind of like run of the mill, you know what I mean? Like we just yeah, saw this thing like with Sentinels coming stuff out. Like that. Yeah. Like, like feels yeah. great. Like, don't get me wrong, but like they're, they're struggling. They, like, I mean, yeah, they just got top four, but like, we'll, and I'm, I'm one of the biggest, like, TL fanboys that there is out there for League of Legends, and I'm still just like, yeah, guys, like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Like, what's going on? But I have a story yeah. that you'll probably know more details on because how old are you? I am 28. Okay, so you probably know this. How long have you been doing League type stuff? Uh, 10 years. <laughs> okay, so you probably have somewhat the same timeline as I do. So, like, when I was done with college, 
I was like, oh, LCS is probably, it was probably within its first season. I'm like, okay, what what's going on with this? I went out to a Worlds, and I, that's somewhat when I kind of decided I'm going to start a club. I'm going to try and play. It wasn't good enough to play. I, like, I was Diamond, and I'm pretty sure Masters wasn't out yet, but still, like, it was a huge route, and I was older, too. I was probably, like, 28, sure. getting Diamond for the first time. I'm like, no way. So coaches started being a thing, and I don't remember the first coaches, but Kept grinding with that, graduated analyst for amateur teams, uh, assistant coach for amateur teams, head coach for amateur teams. And then we had an angel investor come out and start a team with us. It was called Tabula Rasa. It was on the last year of relegation when the servers moved to Chicago, if you yeah, remember yeah. all this. So we moved out to Tennessee for a year. I had some players that were like top of the ladder. They went on to Academy. So I have other stories with like Academy type players that made a lot of money and probably not deserved as well. Um, but when my amateur team failed, I had an interview with Steve from Team Liquid, and he just straight up offered me the head coach job. And this was during, I don't know, do you remember the name of the documentary with the uh, Loco Doco guy? Oh, uh, yeah. Breaking geez, Point? Breaking yeah. Point. Yeah. Yeah, so in my interviews, so Breaking Point wasn't out yet, but my interviews had a lot of examples of what Breaking Point showed. And they were like, what would you do in this situation? What would you do in this situation? Right. And I was like, this sounds made up and childish. And it was weird because some of the interviews were with me steve and loco right and i'm like this would never happen this is weird <laughs> and uh yeah it, it's crazy that i still got that job um, i mean that's why i loved players when it came out was because like it's it's definitely players the uh, paramount show yeah yeah sorry if you haven't i, seen I have it, heard it's good i have heard it's good so i, I mean it's, it's a recommendation it's cringy right like but oh, like okay. because it's a it's a mockumentary but and some people are like, oh, there's no way like a, a person would ever act like this or something like that. And like I was watching it with a, a friend of mine who has been around also for like 10, 11 yeah. years. And we're both like, oh, my God, I know. It's like, vibes I know. Like, like not even Dardock, like like people that are even like worse, like Dardock at least was a good player. Like he may have had an attitude and an ego, but he was like a really good player. Like oh, people yeah. that would have worse player skills and still would be acting like they were the the the, the, the yeah. top dog or something. The the right? Dunning Kruger if you've heard oh, that before. Oh my gosh, yeah. The it was yeah, just yeah. it was a it was a variety of different things. But I, I, I really liked players like when it came out to me. So anyways, we're not here to talk about players. Go watch it if you haven't already. But oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh you're doing a better job of wrangling this than I am. So what I really like to do, beginning of any episode, uh, for the people that don't know you, maybe slightly know you, people like me that like kind of knew you online and that's it, but we know that you have responsibility over something a lot of people have thoughts of or care about or think it is one way or maybe it's not, but the starting should be like, tell us everything about you. Yeah, so uh, my name is AJ Taylor. I'm a fifth year PhD candidate in food science, human nutrition, uh, but I also run uh, and I'm the president for Illini Esports, which is the university's club at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Um, so we're the ones that's like the University of Illinois major team or like, you know, esports organization there. But we're just uh, a student-led, student-run club. Um, I've been the president for the, this will now be my fourth year going into it. And it's also going to be my last year. Um, I started out as a, a League of Legends coach. Um, well, I started out technically as a League of Legends player. It was for a C team that they were supposed to start up. The C team never did anything. It never went anywhere uh, because, you know, what are you supposed to do with a C team? Um, at the yeah. time, it was only like CSL or and, and uh, CLO, right? And so like it was either Collegiate Star League or it was Collegiate League of Legends. 
Uh, and so the C team didn't really have anywhere to go. And I was like, well, uh, I'd like to help the B team because they didn't have a coach or a coaching staff at all. So I'll just act as the coach for them. And the first year that uh, I coached, we went to like second place in California for CSL. And we got like, I think it was like $5,000 in scholarship money or something like that. Um, and then the next year, uh, I think we got third place or fourth place or something. Um, and then I helped out with the main varsity team every now and then doing some statistics or analysis and stuff like that for them for data stuff. Um, and then uh, at some point, uh, the president for Alina Esports kind of like connected with me and it was like, hey, you know, you have a lot of experience running different clubs and activities from, you know, past years. And this was also during my master's. It was like, what do you think we need to do? And I was like, well, you need a fundraising person because you don't you don't do any sort of fundraising. Like the best that they would do would be like, I don't know, $10, $15 things that would happen like every other month, basically. Um, and so in the first year, like I suggested, you know, certain things we ran, like certain activities, like doing like Chipotle fundraisers, or we, you know, made some merchandise and we sold some t-shirts and jerseys and whatever else matter. Uh, and then in the first year we made $500, which was $500 more than we ever had made basically. Yeah. Um, and it started then allowing us to be a little bit more independent than relying on a system of reimbursements from the university which was complicated and stupid. Uh, and then the next year when the president was leaving uh, to go to his PhD in, in Utah, um, I applied for the president's position and uh, ended up getting it and then have been leading it. And that was also during COVID as well, which was uh, very difficult to be able to run uh, a student organization during COVID. Uh, but we tried the best that we could and then have been running it since then. So uh, yeah, this will be my fourth year coming up. Fourth year as president? As president, yeah, yeah. This will be my sixth year in grad school because I did a master's. I got uh, screwed over by my advisor. I had to finish out with a master's and then go into the PhD program. Yeah. Um, because all, and then the downside with once I got into my PhD program was I had a project that was all very international basis. Um, so like I said, I work in chocolate and cacao and stuff like that. And so we were planning on going to Ecuador and Peru and Nicaragua and Guatemala and Honduras and all these other different places. Uh, but we weren't able to because by the time that I had fully fleshed out what my project was going to be and where it was going to be done and how it was going to be done, uh, March 2020 happened and I can't go anywhere and I can't travel and I can't do anything. And it was really saddening because I had spent like the past year and a half before that of my first year of my PhD, like crafting out this extremely cool, like awesome project that was going to be like super helpful and provide a lot of like cool scientific background and all these other different things in it. And it ended up just, uh, we couldn't do anything because, you know, like, I, I, I'd i go to my advisor, she would go to the department, the department would go to, you know, the college and be like, hey, can this person travel? And then after it took, like, a week to send the question, then it took a week to get back the question, and then it was like, no, you have to wait until next semester. And then the next semester comes, we do the same thing, and then the same thing, okay, I have to wait until the next semester, okay, cool, get the vaccine, get the updated, you know, get whatever else matter. Can I go now, please? For the love of God, it's been about, you know, like half a year to, you know, three-fourths of a year. Uh, no, sorry, you have to wait till next semester. Okay, fine. So it, 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 I started off, I think, my like third year PhD, and I was getting really worried because I didn't have any data. I didn't collect anything. I couldn't do anything because, like I said, like all of my project was solely focused. Like we tried to do everything that we could to bring it to the United States, but it's just, it's not possible um, because it was dealing with fermentation of cacao. And that all has to be done like in country itself. So, um, yeah, I think that's really complicated with like how 
Like, are they going to help you like with you're still a student? Yes. I'm sure you're paying tuition and things are getting prolonged outside of things you can control and right. the school help or I don't know. So, that's uh, sore subject. Yeah. I, I work as a TA, <laughs> right? So okay. as a TA, like my tuition is, is for the most part covered. There's a, an insurance cost. That's always stupid. Every single year that comes around. Um, I wish that it was covered by the tuition reimbursement, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like the, the school, I, I don't have to worry about anything about, you know, tuition and stuff like that, at least for the most part, just because uh, I work as like a TA and a research assistant. So, And I'm assuming getting into anything gaming, anything esports, helping to run a club, it all stemmed from I play league and I want to help make this a thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always played video games, you know, I think for everybody else, like since I was very little right like i i started off with like the n64 and game boy games and then that multiplied into you know ps2 and gamecube and xbox and xbox 360 and then finally got my own pc and then that got into start well i was into starcraft the entire time but like doing that type of stuff and then um i was sitting playing D like in high school with a couple of friends and uh this guy had a had you know like when the loading screens or the login screens for for fleek you used to have these like really cool login musics right um and it was just sitting there playing like in the background and it was diana's login music and if you've never heard diana's login music i swear to god it it is yeah it's melodic it is beautiful it is like kind of eerie at the same time and when you're playing D D, you're doing like three four hour sessions so the entire time, like, it's not super loud, but I was just hearing it in the background and was like, damn, this is this is really cool, like, background music. What, what, like, what is that? And my friend explained, like, oh, it's this, you know, it's this kind of new game. It's called League of Legends. It's been out for about a year or so, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I, I picked it up in the first season. Like, I, I think I played, I like, I had to obviously, like, grind to get to level 30. I was playing, like, stupid things like Jarvan and Garen bot lane or... or Misfortune support, which at the time again was not like a support that you were supposed to play or whatever. Oh no, I played Ashen into level up. That's <laughs> right, right, right. Like yeah. you just did like what you, it didn't matter. Yeah. It just it was just like just play a character, right? Yeah. Um. So I did I did that, and then what I ended up uh, having to I, when I, I did that, I went into ranked. I got to like silver, and then the next year I gave it like a, a lot more time and effort because I was just playing it more and more, and then I ended up getting to like high platinum, and I was I was so close multiple times to actually getting into diamond. Um. I ended up on the the last, like, you know, the last day where everybody was, like, playing as much ranked as they could yeah. to get to the, you know, like, the highest point. I was playing, I played 30 games in, like, a day and a okay. half. In a, oh, yeah, okay. like, in okay, a day okay. and a half, I think it was, because I was, you know, like, I was still trying to go to school at the same time yeah, I did yeah. my undergraduate <laughs> in biochemistry, by the way. Um, but I, I was playing it a, a day and a half of 30 games, and I won... I think it was like I had a 19 game win streak as Jarvan Jungle. Like I was just like just spam the crap out of it. And at the time there was the MMR clamps, and you couldn't or like. Those, I don't remember. So MMR clamps was it thinks that you're a Smurf, and that you're winning too many times too quickly. And in order to prevent that, they would give you like plus zero LP. Oh, so wow. I got to like I think it was like oh I do remember one, that yeah yeah like 99 LP and it was like zero lp like one win i was like okay that's that's kind of weird like but whatever like I'll, I'll just play another one and it was like you know again like the countdown was like i have like six hours left or something like that right i was like I, you know like you really got so much time so i played another game it was like plus zero lp i was like and play another game zero lp i was like what is this and i had to like look it up and it was like yeah i think the game thinks that you're a smurf uh it's it's stopping you from like ranking up because it doesn't want you to like go to the next level and basically like be like a boosted account and I yeah, was so, so many different changes. 
<laughs> yeah, there's been so many different changes in like how they handle the league seasons. I know when I was in my gaming house, uh, it was dynamic queue. Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Where yeah, and then my team would be like queuing up, and we'd be playing TSM Tried in it, like yep, a yep. solo queue game. It, it was cool because it was like we didn't have to schedule a lot of scrims, and we would queue up, and we were getting it against really really good teams. Right. And then you'd start seeing a lot, like what you see now in Flex Queue, like the the Chinese booster teams. Yep. Uh, I still have my teams like practice a lot in Flex because it's almost better than scrims. Uh, oh yeah. It's almost always better than scrims if they're it, queuing it, up. It can be depending, yeah, depending on yeah. The script. If they're not queuing up, then it's yeah. But like, I mean, my my team, I have a lot of academic players at the moment, so like they'd be right. masters GM, but they're if they would grind, they'd be a lot higher. They they just don't have the time to grind. And we usually beat those teams that are at that level. Like when you're on Gangster and you get that level of teams, it's not that good of practice for us. But then when we try to get the higher level teams, like the challenger level teams, yeah, sometimes we get whooped, but then there's other times where they just think lower of us and they just cancel it. Right. And it's annoying. So then flex becomes like sometimes the better option. Well, yeah. And there would be multiple times that like you would face against like a, a certain, I would say, region of teams, if that makes any sense. Um, it could. Would... It could be a lot of different... You know, maybe a southern southern border type. Oh yeah, yeah. Type no, the land team. teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, land, the teams. land teams where it's like they're really, really high rank, and you play them, and you you're just like hey, smoking yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. You're like, how did how did the, like this is this challenger really like what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's never a uh, yeah. No, I remember. <laughs> never uh, we used to. I think it was a team called Stars back in the day. We used to play against a lot of the land teams because we would do almost triple scrim block days because we were one of those teams that were. We were trying to like push the agenda of being really responsible sure. with like a good manager, good schedule, going crazy. We're going to do this relegation thing right in this year that we we planned it a whole year to like do this relegation. And you probably know some of the players. Um, so Isonari, top laner, Exogen, jungler, Linsanity, mid laner. Oh my god, uh, dude! <laughs> Ife was eighty carry, and then T some uh, support. Oh. Not yeah it's, so you know these people i i don't know them personally but i i know all of, i know all those names i think except for like the adc like i know t some i know i remember you would have known his name you would have known his name because it was a different name uh when he was grinding and he changed his name when he came to us i don't remember his grinding name okay um but lynn sanity went on to be hundred thieves academy yep t some probably would have went on academy teams too but he got kind of screwed over because he was yep. older yeah right but now he's at slew he's coaching slew i think right yep. now um he had a pretty good, like he was at Harrisburg for a while. He's gotten a lot out of the game, oh, yeah. even though he was an older player. But he's he's also getting challengers. I don't know if it's still, but he was like he's been challenger for like eight years, maybe. Some um, people are just crazy. Oh, yeah. This is super outside the point, but I'm doing way better with taking notes when you were talking. Uh, so I wanted to go into, I guess the first thing would be, you're not the traditional candidate for like a president of an esports right. club, so. Why? <laughs> Why? That is the great question. Because usually it's someone like in business school or some kind of like uh, program management something yeah, or yeah. esports anything. And they want to do esports afterwards and like they're building the resume for it. But you're just here vibing, hanging out with yeah. chocolate and <laughs> and then you're I, doing this out of some other passion. It, it's it's always beyond me. I, I've always enjoyed um being president of, of clubs and activities because I, I like certain ways of things being run or I see certain ways that I think could be better for things. For example, um, in high school, I think I was president of like four different clubs at the exact same time. It was like the anime club, like a cooking club and like all these other ones, whatever. 
Um, but basically, like what I started off with when I was uh, in high school is I, I wanted to be a chef for a very long time. I, I had this love of cooking and, and a passion for it, basically. But then when I started researching it more, I got an internship. Um, I realized like how kind of messed up the industry was necessarily. Um, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of physical labor and, and you know, a lot of just kind of, I would say, not a clear path to success, if that makes any sense. No, it does. Um, we have a friend and why it's probably sitting here listening to you, too. We have a friend that uh, he went to school to be a chef. Um, I knew him through like Halo and MLG. He started right. he first went to Chicago and worked at like high end restaurants. Um, and he has the same complaints. It's just really hard to do things properly. You want to be a professional. You want to have a ladder to climb. You want a life that makes sense type thing. Right. Um, but then he ended up starting his own company out of Columbus, where he's from. And it's kind of like, uh, what's the popular version? I think it's called HelloFresh. Where oh, you're yeah, making, yeah. He does that, but he's making good, good food, like uh, really well made. Uh, yeah, really I just had his pad thai. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Super eco-friendly and like... Uh, He's expanding slowly. Uh, I think he's maybe near you. I think he's in Chicago now uh, is where he just expanded. You'd probably be like really interested in his story because you guys sound the same from what you're saying. Like, I wanted to do this, but you didn't. He wanted to do it. He did do it. And then he just took a different path and he's loving it. But yeah, uh, when I was in high school, I took an AP chemistry class, which was like the collegiate version of like uh, a chemistry course or whatever. Um, and you know, you go around in the class and everybody's like, oh, like, what do you want to do? Like, what, like, what do you want to be? And everybody's like, oh, I want to be an electrical engineer. I want to be a a doctor. I want to be a botanist. I want to be, you know, something to that matter. Right. And I was like, it gets to me and it's like, oh yeah, I want to be a chef. And everybody's like, why are you taking the, the hardest class in high school? Like, especially in AP chemistry class, if you just want to be a chef. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I just want to do it. And then the, uh, teacher at the time was like, oh, you know about food science, right? Like. Like, you know, like food chemistry. And I was like, oh, like, what do you what do you mean? He's like, well, like everything that you do in in theory with food, like all deals with, you know, chemicals and physics and biology and everything else matters. So like there's a section that dedicates specifically just to food in and of itself. And especially if you do like baking, for example, like it's all measuring of different ingredients and chemicals and reactions, heat and whatever else matters so that you get it almost exactly right, like every single time. So mm-hmm. With that uh, teacher, like, I was able to explore, like, a different area of food science. I did, like, an independent study with him. Um, and then I ended up kind of just realizing this, unfortunately, in my senior year, second uh, second semester, and going, crap, <laughs> I, I thought I was going to be a chef, and now I'm going to, and now I want to do, like, a, a food science degree, basically. So the problem was, at the time, you know, everybody had already done their college applications and, and scholarships and whatever else matters. So I decided I was just going to go to an associate's degree, do that, take some time, kind of figure things out, transfer for an undergrad, finish that up. And then um, I was doing a tutoring job at the exact same time. So I, I loved the idea of wanting to teach uh, people and, and be kind of like a professor, basically. And so when I got into my undergrad, I decided I was like, okay, cool. Now I want to I want to head towards a professorship. And so in order to get a prof- you know professorship, you have to be a PhD, right? Yeah. And so when I got done with undergrad, I went to grad school and then, you know, for master's and the PhD. And now I've realized that was stupid. Don't do a professorship uh, because it's not worthwhile and academia sucks, dude. Um, and, you know, it, it's good for those people, but the, there's just, there's a lot of things wrong with it. It's, it's kind of like just how esports is in some cases. Like there's a lot of things wrong from it and I wish I could be able to change it, but I just don't think that I personally would be able to do it. 
and uh also industry just makes more money not gonna lie so it is what it yeah. is and that's why i want to like do that now mind you like if if i was in the same position that i was now but like six years or set eight years ago like when i was an undergrad and like i was doing this like i might want to go into esports right because i do love it and i and i have this passion for it and, and it's great and especially for collegiate like being able to work with students that are innovative and and, and cool and understanding and then trying to like be better people but also like kind of help shaping their paths like i love being able to do it but i've also invested so much time and effort into being a food scientist and and, and again it's the same thing like i still have a love and a passion for it so i'm going to continue with that rather than going yeah. into like esports basically so what about your uh you probably have some kind of predecessor mentee something someone that's going to replace you uh is that person more the traditional like trying to do some esports stuff because now there yeah. there is a pathway for it, you know, especially think, if it's like an undergrad and you're like a sophomore or junior or something like that. It, I think it's it depends. There are like the our recent graphic arts lead, for example, um, our graphic design lead. She's going to try to go into esports. Right. Um, we have a couple of other people that are really wanting to go into esports. There's somebody that is actually going into like uh, gaming, for example, now. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have a picture on there, unfortunately. We need to update that website, but um, if you ignore all of that, uh, there's a bunch of different people that are actually going into esports from the aspect of either being like project manager or game designer. We do have like a lot of comp sci people and and you know comp engineering, and so they do different games. Uh, we have a person that's going. Are these all leadership people in your the, club? The, yeah, so we actually have just about a hundred leadership people. I think it's like ninety two or something like that. But we have different types of leadership. So all of those at the top there are the board of directors. So it's like director of operations, competitive community, moderation, social gaming, multimedia, and event logistics. And those are all outdated because most of those people have graduated and moved on, unfortunately. Um, but then we have coordinators. So like, I don't know Call of Duty, right? I'll be honest. Like, I, I have yeah, no yeah. idea about Call of Duty, right? But there's somebody that knows Call of Duty and knows like all of the intricacies for how to do tryouts, how to do functions how to do you know tournaments and how to sign up for tournaments or where to sign up so we charge coordinators to be the person that's in charge of the team but then also communicate with the admin so and it, they, i'm assuming it is all volunteers these people just love yes. doing it they like yep. it yep these are all yeah. volunteers these and are this all is people. this is basically what i made at my college siue and they still have the same club that we created doing the same right. thing it's probably way more organized than when we had it because we we started or I started it with the original group and we had like one or two years left and we were like, okay, we're graduating. This might die. And then it just didn't right. die. But clubs that I ran as well as this, like this one right here is probably one of the most robust I've seen. Uh, I have so many questions now and it, it yeah. does lead into where I started uh, before we got on stream. So like sure. people watching now, they didn't hear us talking about it. Um, I'm probably going to skip ahead now, but I, I am taking good notes and I'm going to go all over the place if we have time. Uh, so like with all that help, there, there's no esports program no. Uh, with like employees and people getting paid and whatnot. They're not coming close to what you have. Uh, yeah. There's there's other clubs coming close to what you have. So like UT Austin, which we talked right. to recently, they have something similar. Uh, I have it in the works to talk to San Diego, uh, Triton Gaming. They have yeah. something close to what you have. There's probably other schools that have things close to what you have, like big state schools. Yeah. UCF kind of passionate is also people. a good one, too. So. UCF. Uh, that University one with the helmet? Florida. It's got the, yeah, the helmet yeah. logo? The, yeah, I've seen that one a lot, too. Um, um, and the the amount of... Because if you have someone passionate that's, like, doing the work and you have, like, a history of, like, replacing the person and mentoring and mentoring them, 
it it becomes almost as good, if not as good, as an employee doing the job. Right. And but that's that's the hardest part, honestly, though, because for an employee, like you can find someone, you can find someone because there's a job, you can pay them, and et cetera. But when you say this, that's the hardest part, what is that? So the problem is when a person leaves, when a person graduates, when they are a senior and they move on, and then you mm-hmm. have to fill their position. And you you look around, you ask, you try to find people like it it's is probability based. Yeah, it's yep. probability based if you're gonna find someone that did yep. the same amount of that passion. Yep. And then also as a student, you're sitting there, you know, you'll you'll do it for two years and then you're like, Oh crap, I graduate in maybe one year or this right. year, two years. And then it becomes, how does this continue? And sometimes right. people don't even think like, how does this continue? And oh, then it yeah. becomes like the upper leadership or yourself of like, you know, find somebody. And that's what I'm doing with Wyatt right now. Wyatt's a student of mine. He does production. We don't even have production at our school. We have no chance. We have a way smaller school too. We're uh, like 3000 students and it's like right. mostly pharmacy and high-end engineering, um, different topic. But the point still is, is that with all this help, and so such a robust amount of help so many people you it goes all over the place i mean you you have an upper limit because you don't have money to do a lot of things but you have the manpower and you could do so many things if there was some kind of budget like you guys are basically you could be like on par of like a good athletics program if you had like a budget and you were doing all these things it'd be like insane marketing outreach it'd be insane things that basically your athletics program at your school does but the times and upper admin and an understanding like uh, like a zeitgeist understanding if you know that right. word like the national understanding of how far esports can go in terms of roi marketing outreach uh, getting your recruits retention all that stuff it's just not there yet at a national level and d1s oh. really represent that national level right and it's not only that but it's also like we've had we've worked with our advancement group for example and, and they'll come to us and say like oh what like what esports alumni are there like it's almost impossible for a club to be able to keep track of esports. Well, it's not your job to do that, you know? And, and yeah, we really, yeah. <laughs> like, we can't, right? Like, I could make a list, but, like, the, like I could lose contacts. Those people could move on. They can go to a different job. They could lose this email. And they maybe not even care as well, right? Um, Let's see if the- there's an employee there, like, we're not, to, to put into context. Because I want to hear a lot of the things that you do, you struggle with, they ask you. And then I'll do the context of, like, I've been doing this for, like, six years now. Right. I'm starting to learn I have a pretty high end uh, like spectrum of responsibilities my program does that others don't like even big programs that you think are like they're insane. They have a lot going on for them. I'll talk to them. They don't have a credit card to spend money or they don't have access to student worker budget or they don't have scholarship or they don't have uh, all kinds of different things that my program does have. So the example you're going with, uh, what was it? Alumni relations, like trying to get with, did you call it advancement? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same name here. Some schools have different names, um, but that's also a learning curve of like, I need to develop a process to where like, I'm doing that. They can tap into it. It's part of my job. It's what I'm getting paid for. And then whoever replaces me, or if I get an assistant to do it for me, that's already established with a different department. And it's, it's a process that happened because it's our job to have that happen. Now it's crazy to have like an advancement department coming to you and like, Hey, unpaid volunteer, passionate club guy. Are you doing our job for us? (laughs) That's a, yeah, I'm probably going to find out a lot of things I assumed is going on and it's sad. It's a, cause it's able to be so much more. Um, but then it becomes, you know, what, what can you actually do? So with, 
your club that has all the people that do things for you. Uh, and you can go like piece by piece, like marketing wants you to do stuff, but then you're already doing it in your club. You have a person that's doing it. You have a lead graphics person. Maybe you're doing streams. You have someone like helping design your jerseys or fundraise for that. You have all these different things that some programs don't even have, like some uh, varsity level employee type varsity programs, right? Sure. Um, it, it's almost as if you're convincing the school, you don't have to invest in this. We're doing it free. Right. And like I, I've, to, I've told that to a few people and it's a completely blindsided question. It seems like it wasn't as blindsided for you because maybe you've thought about like, how do we develop oh, no. the answer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what have, what have you gone through to like try to develop that answer? Like, uh, please invest in this, get an employee here, you know, give us facilities. Um, I mean, yeah, there, there's so many different ways to, to go about it because it's like, we, we've thought about that aspect of like, okay, are we just all doing this for free? And that's the reason why. But the thing is that like every single person that does contribute in some way, shape or form towards our program, like, they have you know an, an impact to it right like our two we had two graphic design people that it was both their first years last year and they designed our jerseys and if you've not seen them like i think they're sick i think that they're really cool oh they right? are i mean we have the same um, uh company right yeah, yeah, uh, Guardian Guardian Pearl Pearl yeah, yeah. And, like and nothing against darren darren is great i love darren but like he yeah. came into the like he showed us some of the designs and that he had come up with and we we're like I, I i think we're gonna kind of you know pull pull back from that like i don't really like those designs as much and then we came up with this design and then we sent it to Darren and Darren helped like tweak it and make it like look really good. Yeah. Uh, but that was just because, you know, two of our graphic designers like came together, worked with it and made that right. Like we have a person that's really interested in broadcasting, but we can't broadcast because competitive teams don't know like anything about broadcasting. Right. Um, what do, what and, do you mean? Competitive teams don't know anything. So let's say a competitive team, uh, let's say a League of Legends team is like every single Sunday at 7 p.m. Uh, the, they're able to like stream their games or something like that. Well, who's the person that has the property over the streams first off? It's going to be the league, right? So like, let's say it's like MEC or or, or CSL or, or whatever the heck, right? So they, they choose that. Well, then that's the first thing. The second thing is then they have to get approval from the other team, typically, because this is included in some sort of rule book or something like that, that they have to get, that they are allowed to stream. Uh, competitive coordinators don't know who to contact, don't know the manager, don't know a player. They try to reach out. Players ignore them. They don't know anything. And then it gets to our broadcasting people. And our broadcasting people are like, well, can we stream these games or not? And then they have to find out like five minutes beforehand. Like, oh, yeah, we can actually stream the game. It's like, well, I don't have a street. I don't have a I don't have an observer. I don't have a caster. I don't have a way to be able to do this now. And so like our broadcasting person is like, I can't stream any games. I can't do anything. And yeah. so even when we come up with ideas like, okay, well, you can stream games, like not you as the broadcast person, but like we can stream games if the competitive coordinator just saves the VODs or like records the, the games itself that we can do a stream later. And we, we won't report it on Twitter. And you're giving me, finding, like, you're, right, you're, you're giving me nom flashbacks because I have to deal with this every single semester. Yes. yes. Every single semester. Yep. And, and see, and the that, difference would be on our side is like, you have me trying to put together everything like basically being what you're doing for the club or like right. whatever your uh people on your board are doing like you're trying to set up a system to have this these answers just boom answered and like you can see it so like i'm yeah. doing that i have an assistant that's doing that i have wyatt who's uh one of my content leads um but they're they're getting paid and yeah. you guys it's uh it's just free it's uh to go it's back on it like what have you Outside of like those, because there's going to be example after example of like something you want to get done. It's hard to do. 
the established structure isn't really in place for you or from the outside conference or something like that? Because a lot of people are going through the same struggles. And is it like a bunch of volunteers? I mean, this is a long story to like why I'm trying to only join conferences that have employees involved uh, in a program and accountability. Um, But even that doesn't even solve the accountability and responsibility thing. Sometimes the clubs are better than the varsity programs, which is crazy to say. Yeah. Uh, But with this whole notion, because it it sounds like it has been something that you guys have talked about of like, how do we have this be established here? Like we deserve this. Like there probably is a notion that you deserve a varsity program. Um, I'm assuming there have been attempts to like, we we tried different this? things. Yeah, like we we've gone to athletics. Are you okay with? To, okay, I was gonna say. Oh, are you I, okay I, with I, talking I, about? I, yeah, I yeah. Uh, we've gone to athletics. We've gone to you know computer science or, or engineering. We've gone to um, uh, center of innovation teaching and learning. We've gone to the union. We've gone to uh, the campus facilities like the RSOs, which is like registered student organization people. We've gone to literally anybody that can I can bark up a tree to and and, and get to listen to. And every single one of them is like, oh my gosh, this sounds so cool. This is so neat and amazing. And then we just get told, yeah, we don't have a space. Uh, yeah, we, we're, we're not, it's not in our plans for the next five years. Oh, you we, get the notion like, that they're not in charge to make that decision anyway. It's not even that they're not even in charge. It's just that it's like, like, so recently, and th- this was something that, that also had pissed me off recently. I don't care if I talk. I was, sent in, I was sent an email from mm-hmm. our staff advisor that he was invited to a call between the VP, the, the vice chancellor of student affairs people from athletics, people from the union, and, like, all the other places that I just listed off. Like, literally all the people that we had contacted with. Is the and union they, basically, like, a student Yeah, sorry, like, like the, the, okay. like, yeah, like the main just a different area. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so they, they had a meeting together with all these, like, leadership people. I was not invited to this meeting, I should say, right? Um, our staff advisor was like, hey, uh, if you're wanting to talk about the esports, you know, at, at, at Illinois, like, you need to include A.J. Taylor. Like, he's, you know, the president. He's doing this, blah, blah, blah. Um, they were like, well, they don't want a student there. Maybe they were like, well, we're just not, we're not, we don't know where these conversations are going to lead. And, and, you know, AJ is a short term person for right now. He's not an employee. So, so we don't really, you know, like, we don't know where these conversations could go. So I was like, okay, cool. I still have three people on the inside that I've all talked to and, and, and they like me better than you guys do. So like, whatever you say in the meeting, like I'm going to get to know in some way, like one way or the other. Right. Um, and what ended up basically happening was that they said everywhere, like, n- nobody has a space. They'd have to renovate a completely new area in order to get, like, the, you know, the gaming PCs and the, the power and whatever. Nobody has money in order to pay, like, a, even a person just to, like, be a, a computer lab assistant to sit there and, like, update the games and check out, yeah. you know, like, whatever else matter. And then other people said that if they were going to get a space, like, it was going to be for undergraduate students to, like... Uh, use the study room areas or it was going to be for you know more i don't know like craft supply stuff like you know, like whatever else and then what annoyed me the most is that i get told by these uh club like people whoever runs like all the rso's they're like well even if you get a space like it's not going to be your guys' space like it would be a shared space with other people and other clubs that's and that's what happened at saue i did the uh <laughs> i did the consulting for that because so I'm an alumni from the school, the right. School of Business, and that's where I got my degree, School of Business from there. And I got, I don't know how I found out. I, oh, I was trying to see if they're doing anything with esports because I was surprised they still had a club. And I'm like, are you guys going to do anything with this? Like uh, other, I have this job doing this. Other people are doing this. I'm just curious what you guys are doing. And they're like, oh, thank God you contacted us. 
we want advice on what we should do, we are going to do something. And I was like, okay, you're, I came in, I was like, I'll just give the, the normal, like I went to the business school. I know what those people want to hear. I did right. student center type stuff. I did uh, student athletics and athletic stuff. I know how they want to be talked to, especially consulting wise. Right. So they want like the high end, you know, see if they can afford it, see what like the ideal is the middle of like what I would think is what they could do. And then the low end, if they want to be cheap about it. And they went with the low end and I was really disappointed in that because the whole conversations were like the high end was like, you know, do a couple games, right? Get coaches for those games, have a director overseeing everything, do a facility scholarships if you can, because it was a mixture of like a D1 school and they had D3 stuff as or D1, D2 and D3. I think they had all of it in their athletics. So I was like, right. you can do some kind of mix of that and you're going to get these kind of outcomes per what you choose. Uh, the average was just like hire one person. They'll get you like 50 recruits, whatever like that. And you have this facility. The low end was like build a facility and let their ID cards let you in. Yep. And I said, this is like horrible because you're going to have a lot of problems. Uh, and you can, for, you can foresee what those problems would be. Like if you have a club your size and they just open up a room with like, let's say if it's even a big room, like 80 PCs. Yep. Uh, and then you have all these non-club people there and your league team wants to come in for a match and you have no authority to be like, get up, we have a match. That's a yep. nightmare situation that doesn't solve oh, yeah. anything. All that does is show, showcase an audience of uh, like recruits that your school cares about esports. And then you get there and you see the school cares about looking like they care about esports. Yeah, not or so care, much. Or, or, or wanting to just make money, which like I get it. Well, like, yeah, if they want the recruits to come there and that is to make money. And then also the 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 retail portion of it, some schools are starting it up and they're like, OK, in the summers we can have it be pay to play but they don't understand land centers don't really make money like that anymore yeah um but yeah i mean uh going into i mean i wanted to say this but i didn't want to interrupt you no, you're good. that meeting that happened where it's annoying you and you're like i'm gonna find out about this stuff anyway right. it's cool that that meeting is actually happening because maybe you don't know i could be assuming there's some kind of pressure to get them talking about that some like board of directors thing or maybe they're oh, looking sure. across the street at uh what illinois state's doing well they're, so the, the reason why was because we hosted our invitational and we hosted oh, yeah, in the that. basketball arena as well right like so it, it like we knew that this this whole thing was going to drum up like talking and and, and conversations and everything and but that's worked. why it, I, I mean we ran the event and like it went well for the most part other than you know some things that you do that that happen i would say um you're free to look them up as your oh own. i remember i remember that yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> It was stupid. It shouldn't have ever happened, but it's Oh, fine. that's just random. I mean, that's not something that's going to get remembered. That's just random. Like, uh, should people act that way? Should. Oh, yeah. Should rules. That's whatever. I mean, that's, you know, first event, having that be the problem. No oh, big yeah. deal. Like, but like, that... if you do an event, like it gets blacked out and everyone has to go home. That's a big problem. Right. But it doesn't. I wouldn't say it was unsuccessful in any way. And I don't think anyone's no, I... going to remember back and be like, oh, why did this guy do this? I think it was successful for a first time event. I knew that there was going to be problems and everything. I just wish that people would. Uh, am I allowed to swear? I don't care. Yeah, I, no, I, I, want, I want them to chill out, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like I kept telling our Smash people, I, I'll say this, and and like generally, I was like, we have to be out by ten o'clock. Like they are going to kick us out. This is not like a oh, it's ten o'clock and ten thirty. No, yeah, no, it is because you're in a venue. Ten o'clock, they are going to kick us out. And they, somebody had like forced their way to basically be a main stage. Like they didn't get to stream because they just got bad drawn. Like every match that they played, like none of them got streamed and they were like a senior. So they wanted to get streamed. Right. 
so people forced their way to get to be street which was like a loser's match or like a like a top eight match or something like that and then that forced everybody else to wait for them and then like instead of playing matches off on the side they then played all of the matches on stream which was like delaying it even further so we had to play top three the next day and we were just getting we were just getting Blamed constantly, like the yeah. TOs made this. This is so stupid. Classic Illini esports L, like all these other different things. And I was just like, "Well, if the people that had not forced their way onto doing this had not forced their way onto doing this, like this, this, this would have gone fine." Like, I mean, there again, there were a variety of other different problems. What like kind of that. support did you have for uh, running it? Was it just all the club members trying their best? It was. So we we had gotten enough funding from uh, a a group uh, on campus to hire out a production team okay um the downside was while the production not one of those crazy fifty thousand dollar nerd street production teams no but maybe yeah, something like, more affordable okay it, it was more affordable but we also had gotten like we it was their first time ever running something as massive as before they had done smaller events or things that were i would say more localized they had done like one tournament but the thing is we were running a league of legends tournament a rocket league tournament a Smash singles tournament and then a Smash crew battles tournament all at the same time in one weekend, right? Um, and that was like, I think, just under like 300 players competitively total, right? So we had gotten people for like a League of Legends manager, a League of Legends TO, a League of Legends stage manager, and then somebody else. Like, the, so there was a lot of different people involved into this, right? The downside was just the there had been miscommunication rule sets or for at least to smash stuff there was discrimination from rule sets it led into other different things people got hired that probably like it was their first time doing smash and then it's the same thing like this is the first time production companies doing this massive event this is also our first time ever doing this massive event and i took a i took a gamble because i couldn't hire somebody that was more expensive because the more expensive people were like oh well like we could do it but like we're gonna have our casters in las vegas and i was like that's not the point. The point is to be like in in the arena, like, and they're yeah. like, "Well, that's going to cost like two hundred thousand dollars." And I was like, "Well, that's not going to happen because we don't <laughs> have the money." Like, yeah. so it was just we had a budget of of sixty thousand dollars. We met that budget. We were like, I think we spent five thousand dollars over our entire total budget, which was like a hundred and ten, hundred and twenty thousand, correctly. And I, it, it's been a while, so like. Yeah we did exactly what I expected and wanted to do. And, and, and there was just a small thing with league. There was nothing, nothing bad happened with rocket league. I think other than like somebody like an internet or issue or something like that happened. And it was like nothing, it was nothing major, basically like very small. Uh, the league thing shouldn't have ever happened because the coach shouldn't have run his stupid mouth and then kept saying stuff that didn't matter whatsoever. Um, but like, should a coach have been allowed to play? No. Was I told that the coach was playing only in an emergency situation? Yes. That's why it got approved. Like, it's nothing more it, than that. It, it was I think the consensus of that it's nothing to blame on you or right. anything like that. I mean, you were trying your best to run a LAN yep. for all, all kinds of reasons. Yes, like player experience. Yes, right. experience of what the LAN should be. But then also the alternatives is like, let's try to get our school to do more. Right. Right. And and that was mainly what it came down to is we were just we were just trying to push forward the narrative that Alina Esports or U of I could be a good hub for esports in general, not just from like a player side, but also like people involved into production and broadcasting and tournament organization and management and event projects and all these other different things. And like for our first event, I was fine and happy with it. I, I hope that our second time that we run this 
we're going to see there's going to be different conversations that I'm having the next couple of weeks to figure out like what it's going to look like. But I'm excited to be able to run it again. I just like I want to make it as good as possible is the best thing. Are you doing it again? Is that an annual thing you're going to try to do? It's going to depend. State Farm is yeah. a very expensive, expensive venue. Um, it was like, I think in total for just the venue itself, and that's not including prize pool or anything else, right? It was like $35,000 for the entire world. Which, mm-hmm. again, is not expensive if you are able to fundraise and get the money and whatever else matter. But, like, for a club, <laughs> yeah. like, it took me three years to raise $50,000 just for our club in and of itself, right? Like, let alone then, like, finding another sponsor to be able to cover all these different So I think we are going to be running it again, but it's going to be either a much downscaled version of it or in a different place or a different venue or something else matter. Yeah, that's what I'm going to ask after is like, have you done other events besides that one that was like lower scale? I'm yeah, not sure I mean, maybe you have, but maybe you just have. didn't get the yeah. uh, the attention you were trying to get with it. Was that like the bigger goal of like, let's get some attention so that the school notices? Yes, we've done like online. We did an online invitational. It went over really well. Honestly, we gave away like HyperX headsets and, and ice and keyboards. And stuff I think like I that. also that remember really cool. that one, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did, uh, we, you know, we did lands, you know, like the normal, like, hey, everybody just get into this room. It was like 300 people at one time. It was really fun and cool, right? Um, and, we, and we've done some other, like, things. We've done a make-a-thon, which I thought was really fun. We've done those for the past, like, two years, I think. Um, did you ever host an MEC or no? Because I think maybe you were in MEC before I was, no? No, no. Because, like, the problem, and, and this, was, this was why we had to choose State Farm, is because there's nowhere on campus that is big enough of an area to be able to host an event of that size, but yeah, also with that many games. And I'm sure there's maybe a couple main stages or no. Even even if it was MEC, right? Like let's say that that's like 16 teams. Like, like, like we don't have a flat area that is going to be able to provide that enough power in place and everything, and also be a spectator sport. Like we have a yeah. ballroom that's through the union. That's great for like if they if we just want to shove people into the room and, and play games, then yeah. But as a spectator, you would not be able to watch it. It literally, you would, if you get anything, it would be a projection screen. And it's like all the way at this like 30 foot ceiling that you're just like, I don't want to look at this. Like nobody wants to look at this. Yeah. Um, No access to anything athletics wise. Right. Which is what like, and that was the whole thing is that like, even our basketball arena technically isn't an athletics property. It is a student life property. Right. Um, And so like, we were able to get a discount because we were able to work with athletics for State Farm itself. But mm. like, there's no like other area or place that could be a possibility as everything. Wait, so going. was the State Farm the basketball? It's the it's arena the basketball. For... Arena, yeah. Oh, for your university, I don't know. I I didn't know if it was outside of it or whatnot. I'm not. It's yeah. even though I'm from Illinois, I'm not very familiar with Urbana. No, you're, 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 and, you're, yeah, okay, it's yeah, it's yeah. the basketball arena, but it's not owned by athletics. It's owned by student, which is a little weird to me. But like, whatever. It makes sense. I mean, I have heard of universities yeah. that are departmentalized departmentalized to the point where like they're completely separate entities like i I get that it seems like state schools that's way more common than private schools yes or smaller schools uh that'd be a whole nother learning curve um try to like rearrange your brain now completely separate topic but rewinding to where we were um what are what's everything your club does uh from like a high-end standpoint so like let me try to think with you because it's also scrambling my brain so like you probably don't recruit, or maybe you do. Can't really uh, recruit. Like, I mean, like people can email us, and and they can send us messages on Twitter. And and oh my God, I make fun of every single one of them. I'm sorry, I really do. But it's always just like, 
hi, I played Madden and I was really good in high school. Can you give me scholarship? And I'm like, no, like do like five seconds of research and you'll find out that we, we, we don't even have a Madden team. Why are you talking to us? But, but the teams that are ongoing. So like, let's say the league team is doing well. And I think you guys have done well in the past before. There, oh, yeah. There'd be incentive for someone to be like, I want to be on that roster. And then there is a recruiting aspect to that. I'm sure you've maybe had like a game manager that's like, I want to make sure this team stays good. Uh, and then it's like, are they just grabbing from the pool of your college all the time? Or is it like, I'm going to yep. go and like reach out. Nope. See, that's, that's a weird concept too, because we, uh, we can't. Like what, what, what am I supposed to offer them? Like, well, yeah, I... yeah. no, no, no. The offer would be just the roster and there's some, <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it could be, I think you downplay how powerful that could be. Cause there are some students that like, I will offer like two to 6,000 sure. scholarship that's on top of like whatever else they're going to get and whatnot. And they'll still be just be like, no, I want this. I want this roster thing. Sure. And they'll go to a state school that they're going to pay more for. And that roster is just better. They want to, maybe they think it's a path to pro or, or maybe it's just whatever they're thinking. They, a lot of players do choose roster. It's usually one of the higher end once. And then like as skill level goes down or up either way, then it's like, can I get the full ride or can I get some scholarship type thing? Cause it's out there and you're going to find it. So I'm hearing from you. There is a pressure of like, we can't recruit cause we don't have anything to recruit with like no incentive. Like, do you have facilities? Okay. So yeah, it's we, like, all, we it's don't got jack, dude. Like we got nothing. <laughs> well, you have, you have some kind of access to fundraise. So you probably have some kind of account. Um, yes, we have you, access to fundraise because I work my ass off for it. Uh, but what about like the union? Is there nope. like a, so the student Senate, do you pitch to say nope. like, Hey, can we have some of the can't. student recreation funds? Can't. What's the can't on that? So, uh, there is a whole variety of different things that we can apply for reimbursement basis only for the student organization. Resource oh, is that like fund. at the end of the year type thing? So like you guys are spending money and you're like, it, can I get this money back? It is not. It is, it is three times a year that the periods of it are also extremely short. When you get notified about it, you have a week and a half to submit your proposals. Then it takes about two months for it to get reviewed and either approved or denied. And if you don't have every single little thing on there, they will deny. It. Does not matter what it is. And so is it reimbursement in terms of the, the definition of reimbursement? So you've already spent the money. It is reimbursement. And so, for and example, we can't do we can't do tournaments. We can't do okay. any tournament, any tournaments, unless there's no prize pool, there's no there's no winnings, there's no money, there's no gifts. Well, that's there's somewhat no... common. I've actually gotten in a lot of trouble with that stuff because oh, if sure. you have some money in an account and you're just going to give it away to someone else. Sure. That becomes weird. But like if you would buy a computer and you say first place, you're going to win this computer. That's something that's more workable. I'm assuming it's maybe Can't the same for you right now. Literally, <laughs> like if, there's, if there is any, it is said, and it says if there are any tournament winnings, cash or prizes, they either have to forfeit them or they can't like receive the reimbursement at all. And I'm not like that. That's not even a joke, right? Um, and then for jerseys, for example, so it used to be in years prior that we could get jerseys reimbursed. Um, yeah. which was really great because for 200 players, that's yeah. about a $9,000 that we're paying every single year for new jerseys. Yep. So the problem was very recently that was, and these were approved, unfortunately, there were changes to uniforms. Uniforms must be required by a third party organization in order to even compete to play, which of course, no collegiate esports organization is requiring jerseys to be 
owned or operated or worn in order to play. And then the second thing is, even if they were required, they can't be personalized. So no name tags, no backwards, like no like last names, no numbers, no nothing on the back could be possible as well. And of course, who wants a jersey that doesn't have their name or their gamer tag on the back of it, unless it's like from a professional esports organization. I'm assuming that's because they want to buy it to you as like an inventory asset to where you're giving it to reoccurring players. It, it's that's what either, some programs do. It's either that or because we were the only ones that I know of that were buying uniforms, uniforms, quote unquote, yeah. at, at such a uh, large volume. Right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so like last year we submitted, we, we also even submitted the invoice, for example. So this was like our, our, the funding period. We submitted the entire thing for the jerseys, whatever else matter. We submitted the invoice, but the invoice at the time had not yet been paid. Right. And we didn't know that it had to be 100% paid in order to get refunded. Well, again, two months later, we finally get, oh, hey, your thing has been denied. And we said, okay, well, like we have the paid invoice now. Can we resubmit it? And they said, you could try. And so, of course, we, we, you know, we try and we resubmit it. And they're like, well, you're past the funding period. We've run out of money. We can't fund you guys anymore. So I'm assuming the process you had to do was like you as some kind of finance person in the club is like, everyone give me this money. Treasure. I'm going to yeah. pay. I'm going to pay this bill all at once with the reasoning of we're going to try to get it reimbursed and then I'll give you the money back. Or is it just going to become so the club's money? I have fundraised uh, through the past of like three and a half years, about $50,000 that I, I fundraised like for all of our expenses that's for jerseys and, and and you know sending people to lands and everything else because the first year that i had fundraised and i was able to acquire ten thousand dollars from uh sponsorships and donations um i got told oh yes you have access to this money you can use it anytime you want for any payments for the club or anything else better what they didn't tell me was that it was a reimbursement so when i did get the jerseys and then was like hey this is an eight thousand dollar thing please use the ten thousand dollars that i fundraised from our sponsor and from our donor to be able to pay for this they said oh no you have to pay for it so i had to get me and two other people from the admin group to pool together enough money to pay for the jerseys to then submit the reimbursement form to get reimbursed back where does the fundraising money go how are you how they, is it so it was, in a, it was in a student it. organization account and you don't have a means to use that to pay for things no credit card or anything it's just housed under the student organization fund so yeah there's and there's no... i mean there's also i mean as i'm doing more and more more of these uh like d1-esque interviews there's people that have jobs like at uh universities and they're they're the u of that school but they're they're getting paid right. and they still don't have access to like a credit card oh, yeah. it's it's because it's just moving very slow every school's right. different and then the bigger schools they're different and it's also a lot of work to figure out a different process to make yes. this work type thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so the next year, what I did is I set up a separate bank account under the university or sorry, under the, uh, the RSO's name, and then have just been putting every single little bit of money into that instead, because I have access to it. You're going to get the in trouble or it doesn't sound like you will, but just how, how do we get in trouble from it? Because like, it's a club thing. It's an organization. It's registered. I would guess maybe the reimbursement side of it, get in trouble. Cause maybe they, not my problem. Want to reimburse. <laughs> okay. Like, I would assume maybe they want to reimburse from the account that has that fundraise money in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, but, the, but that's the thing is that they like, prefer to fund or reimburse through that. I'm assuming like right, when you apply, right. like, it's probably easier for them to say, yeah, we'll give it back to that account because we see that it's the university's right. account. Right. Now, when right. they see that it's someone else's account, maybe it's like maybe you don't get approved. Like that could be a repercussion. Right. Yeah. Which so it, like it, we've had similar problems to that. And that's why I like what I would do is I would be the one that like I would move the money from that account with the treasurer's approval. Into the universities? To, into my account to pay for it. 
and then to basically say that the university has to reimburse me and then I just move the money back into the account again. Like okay, it's, that makes it's, sense. it's a lot of trust, right? Like obviously, but it's, you know, all of our emails are traceable paper trails, every, like every movement that our PayPal or Venmo or banking account takes, like, even if you take a dollar out, like I get an email and my advice, staff advisor gets an email, our director, you know, like all of our directors get an email from it. So it's, it's, it's not easy to be able to do, or it wouldn't be like easy to be able to know, like, sorry, I'm saying this bad. It's very easy to know who is moving the money and where it's going to, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's one of those, like, I just, I couldn't trust the the university to do anything because time and time and time again, every single time, like, I'm getting blockages and failures and, and seeing stupid, like, silly rules that just shouldn't have existed or, or shouldn't be even a problem, for example. Um, we got told that one of our reimbursements might not count because our, our club went to a, a place that was selling or serving alcohol, for example. It, none of the like the reimbursements that we submitted were for food or drink. It was literally for them to just travel, like just like gas money and hotel money. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, the facility that you went to like is serving alcohol, so we're not going to reimburse you." And I was like, "You're you're joking me, right? Like that that's you're dumb. Is this stuff? You're you're just stupid, right? Like this." <laughs> so it's just I I I gave up with the university and, and trying to to figure things out and and argue with them and whatever else matter because it was just like there's no point. Like, yeah 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 i feel that i mean it's it's definitely hard especially be, i i know the position that you're in it's like what i started when i was in school and it's be like it would be like if i was still in school for another 10 years and the same stuff is going on there's been no changes which is probably what's going on at saue now with like yeah. that president so it'd probably be a lot of similar st stories yeah but it's a big feels bad and that's why i'm like trying to bring attention to this is like there could be so much fixed. Imagine if you had an employee that had a credit card. This fixes insane amount of problems, you know, oh, yeah. and that's starting to happen at some of these schools, some of these state schools. I mean, it's happening at the smaller schools, which I think is starting to impact. There's been so many small schools that do it. It's starting to impact the big schools. Like maybe they're seeing the recruitment numbers. Maybe they're seeing why are these small schools uh, growing or getting the marketing that we don't want them to have why are they beating oh, yeah. us in this thing where like it's getting covered by somebody it, there's there's a lot of factors that are making them pay attention so and then it's like how do you you guys as students you don't want to be in that regret state of like i graduated now they have it because imagine like you graduate and then yeah. two years later it's like here you go we're starting this program it's gonna feel bad <laughs> and like it felt yep. bad for me but at least it's growing at least steps are happening i mean even that that conversation that they had of like what should we do? We can't do it. You know, we don't have a facility. We don't have this, you know, it's outside of the budget or whatever, like anything that they said, at least there was pressure enough to where they're like, they're considering it. And that's only going to build and build and build. And then there's some yeah. companies out there trying to help it happen. So like, uh, I found out recently, uh, the company, the voice, if you've heard of them, uh, no. voice esports, something. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It, it's hard to see like in your realm, even my realm, it's hard to know what they're doing at all. But then like I get a budget to go out and do what's called like PD, professional development and whatnot. And I'll go to these conferences and you get to see sometimes they're there and you're like, okay, what's going on? And you see if they're doing something relevant, irrelevant. What I think they're doing is pretty relevant. Um, pretty much they put all their effort into talking to presidents of schools like yours and maybe they have talked to your president. So pressures like that is stuff that's happening. And you might not ever even see it because they oh, might true. be talking to not your president, but like the board of directors or right. education of that state or something like that. And then like right, trying to right. pressure through and like, they'll believe their version of how the ROI works rather than 
yours or mine, right? So there, there's some good out there happening. Um, yeah, I think it's always the downside. Like when I see like people being like, oh, I went to the NACE convention or oh, like, oh, I went to the, the voice convention. Like, damn, must be nice. <laughs> well, I mean, you're sometimes you're not missing out because like the NACE convention, I really debated going to that, even though I was right. a huge NACE hater for a long time. But I think they're they're good now. I mean, they're just a conference that play their games and it's a network between their conference and they're doing their own thing. That's that's what they've always been. They haven't been anything greater than that when they I was a hater when they tried to act like they were something greater than that. But now they are what they are competent with and it's good. But I mean, it, it was disappointing to hear because it was only like three hours away for, for both of us, I think, because it was in Indianapolis this You're summer. Right. Um, and I didn't go and I was like, OK, maybe I missed out. We'll see. And a lot of people said, like, they didn't learn anything. Waste of time. It was meant for people that are like starting up high school programs or about to start up a college program. Right. And even like people that are student club leaders like yourself saying like, I didn't learn anything. And that's like, it's really disappointing. It's a, it, sh it shouldn't be that way. Um, but yeah. I, I see how NACE could be in the market of like, get new people to start this thing up because we can, it's way easier to grab the new people rather than the experienced right. people that know what NACE is, know what ECAC is, NECC, MEC. Like we, we can choose for ourselves, but the newcomers, they, they want someone to tell them and they're right. good at doing that. And, and that's how I feel about like a lot of the professional esports organizations, whenever they do something in esports, I'm just like, I, I just feel like they don't know like what they're actually doing or if they do, they're only trying to get the people that are new into the area, right? Like evil geniuses, Gen G, like all of the, like, like TSMU's program, like all of the, the different ones, like none of them have worked or none of them have lasted longer than a, yeah. a year. And you try to think what they do and majority of what they do is uh, they'll get their interns. The interns get to mingle with their professionals, which is cool. It's almost like an internship. Yeah. But then when it comes down to actually helping the university that that intern's coming from or being involved in something physical to our locations, I, I don't see anything with that. I haven't followed through. I mean, I've attempted to follow through with like a TSMU or a Gen G thing or Immortals is close to me. Right. I, I I've seen nothing. It's like what what is getting done besides a cool internship? That's about it. I mean, some online panels and whatnot, but right. usually the online panels, like even like this one, we end up like just shooting the shit and like talking about things that might not matter to someone that really wants to get educated. There aren't that many resources for like pure education, pure something. So like Wyatt, that's producing this. He's been a student worker of mine. Very probably a, a lot like a lot of your leadership very motivated and they want something to do they want some kind of internship you you have like ryan internships a couple other internships with gaming and esports and then outside of that not not that much yeah uh, besides really like helping run like necc or ecac yeah. but the amount of students compared to the amount of help they hire is like crazy and that also goes into like the regionality earlier that i was going to interrupt with of you know when you were trying to get that production team to help out at your stadium and their national it's going to take another 10 years, 15 years, whatever, as like all of our colleges start coming up, all the high schools start coming up. And then you're going to have like the nerd streets or the UGCs or esports foundry that's around here. You're going to have all of these little hubs in like almost every state and they're going to oh, have yeah. enough business to survive and they're not going to have to be national. Cause like even the people close to me, uh, the esports foundry people, they have to do a lot of stuff national in order. I'm just assuming here, like in order yeah, to like yeah. make ends meet type thing. Um, but once we all start establishing ourselves better and start having those venues at our schools that are more accessible and make sense for our programs, these outside structure businesses are going to grow as well. Right. 
Um, you talked about finance at the school, recruiting's not really a thing. Yep. Alumni relations, not really a thing. What about marketing? I mean, again, it's all, it's all student led and student run. So like, like we used to have a, we used to have a really good social media team. Problem was uh, people just stopped kind of like caring as much. Like people didn't want to keep on trends or, or keep making or something else that matters. Because it's work, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's it, again, like, it, it, <laughs> as somebody that, that helped, like, during especially COVID to, like, keep the social media alive, like, there's only so much that you can do. And then not only that, but, like, like we had a, okay, this, this was dumb, in my personal opinion. But, you know, like, when everybody was doing those, like, those twit longer things, and it, and it was like, you open it up, and it was like, haha, like, go buy oh, our merch or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, our our head of marketing did that, and it was right after uh, like a, a well known collegiate esports director had come under like fire for I don't even remember exactly what, but just something big, right? And those things uh, happen, yeah. <laughs> which 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 happens, and some people were extremely upset by this. And the the marketing manager, like he wasn't, he's involved, but he's not like super duper involved in collegiate esports. So he, yeah. he saw that trend. It, was it like, wasn't oh, ignorant. It was naive. Yeah. And it was naive. And like, it's like, whatever. Right. And uh, we had a couple of people that like threw a really big stink about it and were like, um, I can't believe that you did this. Like, this is extremely disappointing. Like, why would you do this? And I was just like, guys, like, and then like what was worse is that somebody, somebody later also tried to blame me for it and being like, well, this, this is your marketing team. Like you, you should have known better. And I was like, the guy didn't even like. I'm not going to approve every single like like social media post that goes out. Like I yeah. like what what do you mean? Uh, and then so it was just it was one of those things of you look at it and you're like, okay, was it dumb? Yeah, should he have like done a different thing? Yeah, like it was like AJ like the the truth about AJ Taylor or something like that, right? And like he should have just done something like stupid and instead. And it 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 happens. It's whatever, right? Yeah, but I mean, I I'm having stories pop in my head as well of like. Because, you know, people are people, mistakes are mistakes, uh, and leaders are leaders, and you're you're going to get blamed for things that, oh, yeah. you know, could be within your control. But when you think about, like, my perspective and your perspective, like, this is my job, and you're just, you love it, and you, you don't have to do it, you know, you know, right. don't, don't persuade me to not do it type thing, right. and it, it sucks when you get heat like that. And that's exactly uh, what happened to him is that he like, he got that burn and he was just like, I don't really want to, I don't want to keep doing this anymore. Or like, if I'm going to do this and then like, I try to make something people get mad about it. Like what's, what's the point of it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And with being something that's so online driven as well, uh, people are more than happy to criticize maliciously online. And then it becomes that big dissuader of like, do I, I was doing this for fun. I'm not going to keep doing right. this type thing. You know, I'm just going to go get a better grade in my class or I'll go do an internship or oh, join yeah. a different club or whatever. Right. Yeah. There's the, like, there, there was no incentive or anything. Right. And again, because it is all volunteer, like we're not getting paid for it. It's not going to be like, do you have oh, anything with your school? Like, do you have anything with your school that gives you like some kind of guidelines you have to follow or like no. approval or, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I was just wondering if there's anything like that. I mean, we have that because, you know, since we're yeah, yeah. a program that's like getting, funding and stuff and they're going to pay for right. this stuff they're, they're, we have to follow that guidelines type thing yeah uh, i mean you know it's it's basically like you have to follow like i think all of the university's rules of like don't like no racist homophobic xenophobic misogynistic you know like that yeah. like classic i would say type stuff but like if somebody i don't know just does something like it, it's really hard for us to be able to like keep it on right 
Um, we, we had a problem like a few years ago, like where a player had gotten GPA of like 2.5 because he was he was spending so much time playing his game instead of going to classes and he was failing classes and we had to remove him. And he was like, well, you can't actually remove me for the team because like I'm your best player. And it's like, yeah, you're the best player, but like you're I'm not assuming... showing up to Gen Chem. Like... <laughs> this, is, this is something I'm going to forget if I don't interrupt you, but you don't have to care about his grades, right? You just do because you want to be a good club. We we don't have to, right? Yeah, we don't yeah. have to. But we put it in uh we, we we after that year I sat down with the the club president or the club president was like, Hey, I have this idea for doing contracts with players and with admin and basically making it so that whatever the lowest minimum GPA that they have to meet for all of their things, whether that's three or three point five or whatever that it is, depending on the, the circuit that they're in, then that's the minimum that they have to meet. If they're in two that this says like a three point five and a two point five, then they have to do the the three point five. Like whatever the minimum one is, they have to meet that, or else they're not a player. What uh, what circuit? I didn't. Not that. like like I'm saying like like CSL. Like if they're in CSL or NACE or or MEC or like whatever. Oh, like okay. if they're in okay. different mm-hmm. like if they're in different ones. Like if there's like this one says 3.0. This one says 2.5. Like it's whatever the the higher one basically is. Like then they're covered for it, right? Uh, yeah. But it was just to make sure because then like we had that or we would have a player that would go onto social media or in game and start saying racist, homophobic, xenophobic, you know, bad stuff, right? Gamer words, quote unquote. And it was like, well, we technically had no way before the contracts to remove them, like, quote unquote, legally, right? And so like we made it so that every single player before they sign with us, like, or they have to sign with us, they read the contract, they understand and recognize like. Okay, but see, imagine up. a situation where you guys are just being, uh, we're going to do the least possible and we're just going right. to have a team that plays. The, the school is in, you're giving them so much incentive to not cater to this because you, yeah. cater, you guys are catering it to where yeah. you're doing everything they want. You know, the, if you're having their conduct be okay, if you're having their academics be okay, you're making it to where the school doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah. And it, I don't know if my view is some kind of pessimistic view or some kind of critical view that shouldn't be a norm because everything that you guys are doing is good. You're, you're being responsible. You're being moral. Right. You're being ethical. Uh, you're the people that are doing this for a resume. They're doing the actual resume portion of like, they're getting that experience. That's going to end up helping them get right. a job. But at the same time, you're, you're making it to where the school has no incentive. Oh, I know. You know, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. but, but that's, they're, that's they're, the they're only, part. they're only getting gains, you know, it's, uh, yeah. but that's, man, it's, but, but that's also why we always say we're not affiliated with the university of Illinois. Like, we oh, always, you, that, that is what you do. We have to say like, because, well, and that's the funny thing. Well, you that, also like, have to, too. I, I do we get have to, that. We have to say it because we've had, we've gotten yelled at before of being like, oh, this is the University of Illinois esports team. And we're like, we, you can't say that. You can't, you cannot say that we are the University well, of Illinois people, esports team. Other people are going to do that for you. And that's oh, something they, they're going to learn eventually. And that's, that's one of your saving graces. But all those times you're getting yelled at, that's a good yell at. That's like long-term oh, yeah. good planning of like... They, they don't want to do this yelling every semester, every year. Um, so like each thing that you're in that is going to give some kind of recognition and recognition the school saying you're not allowed to have, they have to do something about it. So it, right. it, it, it ends up being a good thing. And like, who cares if you get yelled at, you know, <laughs> what are you actually doing wrong? You're, you're, it's not you as a school that's doing it wrong. Right. Or like uh, we, when we hosted our invitational, I think the story is so funny. So like our, our jerseys have our logo on it. Right. So like if you haven't seen it, it's, it's the I and E like mixed together. It, the new the, one? The, like any of the past, like I think four years, we've had the, the a yeah. logo change. Right. 
So we've had an IE like on it for Line A Esports. But like if uh you know, obviously like the U of I's logo is like the big eye, like the 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 guy had I know what you're talking about. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like, like the big orange eye. Mm-hmm. And so when we had our invitational, the there was like an athletics director that came in and he was like, oh, like, why don't their jerseys have like the big eye logo? And I was like, well, we can't because of licensing. Like license literally will not approve our jerseys to get made if they have the big eye logo, because that means that we're representing the, the University of Illinois. We're not representing yeah. the University of Illinois. We're representing Alina Esports, which is a separate organization than the University of Illinois. He was like, hmm, that's really interesting. I'll have to I'll have to look into that. Right. And I was like, okay, like cool. Because if you look into it, then it makes it official and like then we can be called that we are the university's affiliated esports organization. But like it was one of those things of I was I got got done the conversation. I was just like laughing to myself because I was like, Yeah, dude, like I've been I've been fighting with this for the past like three years to get licensing to allow us to like have the big eye logo on there. We can't. So Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it becomes hard to see that change come through, and it, it's going to happen. You, we all feel it happening. You see it happening for the small schools, because like what's right. happening with the small schools, it's kind of like a uh, different threshold. Like our threshold gets hit faster for like, do we want recruits? Do we want this marketing outreach? Do we want the recognition that this team's going to have? Uh, at the smaller scale, the threshold hits faster. They employ people faster. They make a program faster. But now it's building up to where those thresholds are getting hit for other state schools. Oh, um, yeah. Who knows how fast it's going to be? I was under the impression before COVID, and I don't know how much COVID like stopped the timeline, but I was under the impression that almost every school would have a program right now, uh, like an esports program where like someone's hired and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know what that timeline is at all now. And like now that I become more and more experienced and know how universities work, know what the clubs are doing. I'm networking better. I'm talking to all these people that do these jobs. It's like, holy crap, it's uh this is complicated. <laughs> like very complicated. Yeah. And even even the notion that we've been talking about the whole time of like uh your club does a lot. Like if if my program had what your club had and they were like student workers doing all of this, it'd be insane. We'd be like pro level. Like oh, yeah. pro level organization. Uh because I could hold people accountable whereas you're kind of able to hold them accountable you more so want to keep them motivated to keep doing what they do yeah right yeah because yeah, at the a... end of the day they could they could walk away and there's yeah and then you just you're, you're just down someone that was doing something for you and yep. it's like how do i yeah yep <laughs> it's happened yeah. too many times my man why is there anything with all of this that you were like damn i, I really want to hear them talk about this was there anything because I'm starting to draw some blanks and like we talked about finance. Yeah, what do you alumni. want? What do you want, Wyatt? <laughs> you get a voice in this. Well, that's nice. Uh, I guess uh, going into partnerships more because looking at your website here, let me. Uh, you oh, yeah. have and you then, have a bunch of partnerships that it looks yeah. like you've done a good job reaching out to companies, not just <laughs> maybe through um, UIUC, but like actual companies like HyperX. Yeah. Would you be or, allowed to tell us? You Which... can ignore about two of these, by the way. Okay. <laughs> no, no, same with us. I mean, we have two of these as well. And it's like, you know, how, how far did Twitch student go for us? I mean, we have partner, yeah, we make yeah, money yeah. with that. We have partner, we make money with that. Uh-huh. But that was because I was in TESPA years uh-huh. ago and like uh-huh. they're working at, they're working at Twitch now. But like, yeah. are you able to just go through each one and be like, this was this, this was this? That, yeah. That's a cool so thing to um, HyperX, we've been partners with them for the past three years. I'm actually signing a new contract with them, hopefully pretty soon. Um, Simplify Computers is a local. Uh, Wait, pause real quick. HyperX partnership. 
What do they want from you? What do you want from them? Uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, promotions, marketing, uh, they want us to do events, uh, they want, uh, you know, like, social media stuff, uh, if, you know, how many people attended this, what emails can you give us, like, small, are there thresholds you, know, you have to meet? Or is it like it, uh, it gets reviewed at the end of the year, and I mean, they give more based on that? Yeah, they keep saying that there's supposed to be these thresholds that we're supposed to meet, but like every single time, like we either meet or surpass them, and then they're like, okay, we should up it the next time. And then they always forget about it, because they're the people that we work with are just too busy having to do everything else like yeah yeah um so i yeah i mean like i i love the people that we work with with hyperx but yeah like I, and, and and it's great to be honest with this partnership because then i don't have to like try to hit every single one of those numbers but it's mainly just show us the posts show us what you did so it shows the events show us pictures show us what you gave away like that type of stuff right yeah. um in return we get like you know product uh we get re replacements for uh product if we happen to have like we have a space that we rent out quote unquote uh that it's not like our hey, let me let me pause on the product real quick um that product becomes like perishable good almost because you're probably just giving it to players right it's not it's not going into your facilities where you have a inventory closet where you just put all that stuff in right right so what we have is we have a space that we work with called the innovation studio and from nine to five, it's like anybody, any student or whatever, they can do whatever the hell that they want. But typically on like Tuesdays and Thursdays, we rent out that space for free. You just try to reserve it as much as possible before exactly. someone else does. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so the keyboards there that uh, keyboards, mice, headsets, mouse pads are all ours. Technically, they're all hyper okay. stuff that is provided by us that but then we get first dibs on the reservations, basically. Right. Um, with that space. But again, it's not like our space. Uh -huh. Um. So that's what they do. Cooler Master, we have a partnership with. I know that they're not on the website. That's my bad. Um, I I just been too busy. Um, Are you the one that does the website as well? No, uh, but I I I I need to tell the people because <laughs> I, I mean I when I say when I say you when I say you it's the club. Oh yes, like a club yes, brand yes, website. Yeah, nothing yeah, with yeah. the university. Yep, yep. yep so yep. that becomes opposite. If I had something like this, I'm in trouble. And yep. then if I want my school to do this, there's they have a lot to do. Like when I ask my school, can we do all these things? It's like we're going to try our best and right. they're awesome, but they're doing it for the entire school. You know, I don't yes. have it. So it would be cool. That's where like the red tape goes back and forth of like, if I was able to do this and just like, boom, get a student to do this. I'm sure like Wyatt would be able to do this possibly. I don't know. Oh if yeah. I'd have a, I would have had a calendar oh, yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's that, uh, simplify computers are sorry. Uh, uh, cooler master is on there or should be on there. They do the exact same thing for HyperX. They give us product. They just want, you know, promotions and marketing and social media stuff in return, uh, which is totally fine by me because I love working with them. They're very nice people. They give us uh, like batteries, cases that uh, we've gotten chairs from them before, for example. Uh, you know, there's a variety of different things that Cooler Master provides, which is really great. Yeah. Um, Simplify Computers is a uh, you fix it type place uh, where you can bring in your PC or build. It's or local, whatever. right? local place uh run by a, a media company that's around here super nice super kind people um done a lot of different things with them uh and then uh they they now just got a pc building company called active that we're going to help promote in the next couple of years um imc trading uh they've worked with team liquid before they're a uh, stock exchange company so they want quantitative traders they want data analysts they want data engineers they want computer scientists etc so we market jobs for them we do workshops with them they promote our makeathon and we do the makeathon with them i'm trying to set up like a, this is all internal like when you market these jobs and like maybe get internships yeah. it's all like you're trying to pitch it to maybe you're going our to your discord. job fairs and whatnot and your discord and yeah, as much try. as you can do 
Yeah. Right. Or or we try to give them access to like uh like people's uh like resumes and stuff like that or or just you know like whatever that yeah. we can do to be able to help them out. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, one Illinois no longer exists. They were an apartment complex that we actually helped promote it. We got at least like twelve students to sign up for their apartments, which was really nice. Uh, but they that's actually really clever and I, it'd be oh, yeah, really no, cool it, to have something yeah that's that's it, it was thinking. a phenomenal partnership to to be able to do but they they got bought out and then uh the people that took them over just have not responded back to us unfortunately yeah it's um, probably some huge company yeah uh yeah. bisect hosting house our minecraft servers and i think like we have like uh apex or, or I, I can't remember what else but there's some other server that we they do we just have to put them on the website which is really nice wait and, pause and, real quick the uh the one the one uh what did we, they give you for you helping them get uh, their money. places rented out okay yeah, money school yeah yeah, yeah. We got money, okay which, which is really nice uh, okay so bisect what are they giving you they like i said they they give us uh the minecraft server to be able to use for our minecraft server uh and then okay like, and it's just free and then you put yeah. them on a ticker for your streams or the website right yeah okay that's awesome um, that's cool Numerate gave us like $300 to just put our the thing on the website with a hyperlink. I have no other things other than that. I don't know what they are. I think that they're a homework help site, if I remember correctly, or something like that. And what do um, you get? 200 or $300, something like that. I remember That's money. That. Money's good. You're Money's good, good right? <laughs> uh, Uconnect Esports, every single collegiate esports organization should be connected with Uconnect Esports. Shout out to my man, Dylan Liu. I uh, love that guy a lot, but yeah, connect with you, connect esports. They're a uh, he's actually someone I'm very scared to bring onto the show because he's very <laughs> opinionated, right? And like, oh, I, dude, I used great. to be, so it, it's going to be whenever that episode happens, which is probably going to be a while from now, it's going to be really good. But I, I know what you connect is, and I can assume yeah. that, or not assume we use it sometimes, but it's mostly geared towards like the bigger schools that can hit their metrics and stuff like that. But we're still able to do their campaigns, and it, right. it makes sense, but. I have such a low amount of help with my students. Right. What's done the least is partnerships and fundraising. But see, we're also on the other end of like, we don't need it as much. We just need it if we want to start doing some extra things. Yeah. So that's why I'm um, like pretty curious about this. The only other one that, uh, let me try to think. I don't, did we? Oh, oh yeah, uh, McDonald's, Coca-Cola. That's our last one. We actually got sponsored. Yeah, thank you. I was about to say, like, please go to our Twitter. It's better on there. <laughs> nice. Uh, we we got sponsored by the local McDonald's, Coca-Cola uh, uh, franchise. Did they give you a meal thing that you can do there? Um, not yet. I'm I'm working. I'm working on it, man. I'm working. Okay, on okay, it. okay. Because um, I've heard they do those. I know. I wanted. To, I saw the Maryville one. And I was pissed off. Um, yeah. But no, they. Uh, we also got money from them, which was really great. Um, and and. Uh, are you allowed to say the monies for any of these? I am not. Um, okay, okay. No, no, I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm happy to discuss those off stream. Uh, no, no, I'm not even going to ask that, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, yeah. I just, I like I said, I, I worked extremely hard um, over the past three years to, to raise a lot of this money. And a lot of it was going to sponsors and connecting with them and sending email after email after email after email after email after email. What is the email. base? What's the base right next to you? You have a base close to you, don't you? Air Force Base? base? Oh, yeah. I, so... I grew up near Scott Air Force Base. There's one near you that's a fighter base. It's for fighter jets. But if you have, you might have an Air National Guard next to you. I would say if this is like news to you, like try to get at them. Um, you're going to you're going to get handed money. We're we're going to maybe stay away from that because oh, Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like that and uh and and NFT based stuff. We're going to we're going to stay away. Um I could understand the NFTs. I like. I could hear those narratives. But what's the military one? Uh, and don't don't feel like you're gonna hurt my feeling <laughs> or anything. Like I was. No, no, I, no, okay, yeah. I'll tell you my uh, story real quick. So uh, I graduated high school. I joined the Air National Guard. 
Um, I was in Scott Air Force Base. They paid for my school. Um, I got all the socialist things for being in the military, right? Uh, not, I mean, sure, I like being American. I'm not like super ultra patriotic or anything like that. I'm not for like starting wars and whatnot. Right. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. It's it's just there. I mean, it could be just another company that gives you money type thing. Yeah, and there's been other programs where it's like, if you can recruit from here, we're going to give you thirty thousand dollars. Right. That's a lot of money. <laughs> so I think it depends on yeah what they want. It's it's just I'm not a big fan of uh, the war machine type stuff. If that makes sense, and I yeah, think yeah. a lot of our people no no, no I I do understand. Like yeah, I very <laughs> much understand that. But like, if it's like, hey, it's engineering or, or I don't know something like that, then that that's fine. Um, but yeah. Um. I, by the way, since we're hitting. It's yeah, probably going to be say, what you're I, saying I gotta, right now. <laughs> We're hitting an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, you have to go soon? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. This has been a long, good talk. It's like to the point where it like got to this length of time and we were just like talking the whole time naturally. Very good. Uh, to end it, just tell us everything you got going on. If you want to try to use this to try to pitch something you want happening for you in any way. Nah, dude. I just, I want people to, <laughs> I want people in collegiate esports to just have as much fun as they can possible like enjoy the times that you're you're doing because what collegiate esports means to you can be what you'll find in other people right like that passion that love that organic growth of why collegiate esports is such a massive thing is because of what we've done for it not just me itself but like any single person that's involved in collegiate esports like you heard uh ubuntu the i am because we are type philosophy yeah yeah, yeah. right like, yeah this is basically what you're saying and i think it's very true as well and, and and that's the reason why like esports continues to grow is because people put their time, effort, blood, sweat, tears, passion, everything into it as much as they possibly can. And yeah. it relies more so on that than anything else, I think. Um, and you're a great uh, person to be endorsing that because like you're trying to hang out with chocolate and you're just doing as much as you can for this program yep. that you want to survive forever. Yep. Right. Um, yeah. So I think just, you know, have fun with it, enjoy it. And, and, and honestly, like if you're in a club or an activity, just like, just talk with a president because they probably need some sort of help or, or oh, yeah. something basically, <laughs> yes. whether it's like small or big or whatever, like, even if it's just like, Hey, I can make a social media post or, Hey, I can, I can help out with this. Like it, it helps out so much that I can have people that come to me and say, Hey, I can do this. And I can help out and here's how more so than Are you like, the same as me as it's way harder for me to say, I'm going to tell you to do this thing. Yeah, It's yeah, way yeah. easier for them to be like, here's my passion. Can here, I do here's this? Here's what yes. I can be able to do. Yeah. No, yeah. That, mm -hmm. that is, that is a lot better at least currently. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I got to get going. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're <laughs> so good. You stayed for an hour and a half. I mean, I only had this written down for like an hour, but this was great. Thank you for talking with us. Uh, we'll talk at some other point and good luck with everything in your last year of college, right? Thanks guys. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it a lot.